I think it really encompasses the use of lots of gifts, not just administration and leadership, but um, you know, hospitality, just lots of different different spiritual gifts. Um, Barry Harwell is the leader of the women's ministry. Many of you know her, but she couldn't be here today. Um, so Nancy Posey is here. Um, welcome, Nancy. Nancy is Laura Trigg's mom. You all know Laura. You've probably gotten um, emails from her if you're on the ambassador uh, list. But she's probably twisted your arm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also the co-chair of the Ark Assignment Sale. Laura is. So, but what I did is I emailed a few questions to both of them, and I just wanted to read you Barry's responses, and then we'll let Nancy kind of talk about how she got involved in the women's ministry. But some of the questions that I asked Barry was, um, or the questions I asked her were. Um, how you've used your leadership and admin gifts in this ministry. Um, uh, has it been easy for you to delegate responsibilities? And then just tell us a little bit about the women's ministry. So here's what she said. Um, I have a passion for connecting people and wanting women to feel like they have joined a family. I want to provide opportunities for them to meet other women and find areas to serve as well as have fellowship with each other. I'm not afraid to facilitate making ideas come to fruition. <clears throat> there are several logistical challenges with such a large church, such as, such as finding a time to have an event when something is not already planned and working around the busy lives of women. That is very difficult to hear. I do not want the women's ministry to be one more thing for women to juggle between jobs, kids, home life, sports, dance lessons, etc. I try to be sensitive to making the subjects and events relevant and timely. And then she starts talking about all the different activities that are available to be involved in. We have retreats, craft nights, art nights, Bible studies, several support groups, luncheons, Titus II events, and we're working on a mentoring program. I'm good at delegating if I can find others to be in charge of events. I still work with the office staff on budgeting and logistical details, but leave the actual planning to those in charge. Chris Bertel is in charge of ladies' Bible class, and Barry just attends. Um, Carrie Brock is in charge of Titus II, and I just attend and aid her when she needs me. Titus II is when knowledgeable people of the congregation speak on a relevant subject in the comfort of homes. Topics have been from hospitality to how to, to, how to navigate children with learning difficulties to friendship to dealing with suffering. I will admit the mentoring program is a dream I have, but I'm overwhelmed and not sure how to pull it off in such a large church. The biggest challenges are making sure I'm still relevant in the ever-changing world of social media, time constraints of women, and the ever-growing amount of women at Otter Creek. And she said, and I am a fossil. And I'm like, did you mean to say that? Was that a typo? But she's old school is what she meant by that. I need a committee. I need a committee and plan to start to pull together a group soon with my wonderful friend Nancy at the top of the list. I've been doing it by tapping people on the shoulder when I need them, and it's gotten too big to do that anymore. Thanks so much for including us. I'm so sorry I can't be there. And um, then Eric um, responded about just relational connections that might have been made through the women's ministry, and she responded to that also. Um, the planning committee of the retreat last year still is on a text chain and lots of friendships from the ladies' Bible class at Forum. Um, Jessica Pyle and Susan Knox, two of the women members here, were in the same small group Bible study on Wednesday night and are wonderful friends. I'm very close to Tiffany Snow, uh, who worked, helped on the ladies' retreat. Many of the support groups that have come from the Titus II evenings have really stayed connected with each other. Um, so, you know, you've got this 
ladies ministry with all these subgroups underneath it with different opportunities, which, which is just a great thing. So what I was going to ask Nancy is, because you're real, you all are relatively new here, right? Yes, How we've long? lived in Nashville now a year. I think we've been members maybe officially about six months. So pretty new member. Um, so what I wanted to ask her is, how did you become in the, become involved in the women's ministry? Why did you become involved in the women's ministry? Um, and what gifts do you feel like you're using? Um, I know you have good administration and leadership gifts, but if there's something else that you are using through that, what do you plan to become involved in? Or I know Barry's really going to use you to, to do some things yeah. in that ministry. So I'm always good. That. Probably, if you ever look, looked up a book of cliches, the one that says, "If you want to get something done, ask a busy person." There's a picture of me right there because <laughs> um, uh, I tend to be a, a, a joiner and a doer. Uh, little, I'm going to digress a little to kind of, kind of to put things in perspective. Several years ago, we we moved here from Hickory, North Carolina. The church in North Carolina. I mean, you cross the mountains, and something somehow whatever happened in the Bible Belt didn't quite make it across. There are, there are small churches and you know, and, and the benefit of it is that is you have a mix, really, really mixed group of people. The difficulty is that we're, are, we're really spread out and there was almost a mission field mentality. You know, we need help us, we need some help, we don't know how to do things. And so, uh, but when we had we were between preachers and had a had a get had a guest speaker. He wasn't even trying out. Uh, Mike Sparks, I think he was from the Burnt Hickory Church in Atlanta. And you know how sometimes you'll hear a sermon that just sticks in your head and it won't go away. And one thing he said, they're really Christians kind of have four different focuses. He said some people are really into the Word. You know that study is what feeds you know their spiritual needs. And some people really praise, you know, praise and worship is their uh, strong suit. And some people are servants, you know, they're the ones that really are looking out for other people. And some people are more, you know, meditative and, and their spirituality is inside. And then he said, if you find somebody else's spiritual style makes you uncomfortable, you need to spend more time with them. And so moving here to, you know, I'm a word girl, you know. I I love study, and uh, you know, you just get. I just love to get into a good deep Bible study that makes me makes my brain almost hurt. But I found that when I came here, that was really fed. The you know, I think Josh's lessons really spoke to me. That Sunday school classes are. But once I had that, what I found is my worship has been better. You know, that I found more opportunities and engagement to, to serve than I ever have before. My internal spiritual life has grown. And so I think as far as the women's ministry, uh, sometimes I think maybe God gave a lot of the leadership roles to men because they knew women are going to do stuff anyway. And sometimes you have to prod men. Uh, when we came here, what probably really, besides my grandchildren, Probably what cemented the idea that we needed to be here was the ladies' Bible class. I had the luxury of Tuesdays off, and since then, even though I'm teaching part-time, I've managed to work my schedule so I can get to that Tuesday ladies' Bible class. And the reason that that was a good start, <coughs> plugging me into the women, is, is it's so intergenerational. You've got these young moms, you know, you know, you know bottle-fed babies, and then 90-something-year-old women who are driving each other there, you know. So that, that got me pulled in. I met so many different women involved in so many different things. So that was my, the place that I got started. And that's where I got to know Barry. And she came to me and says, I think I need it. 
And so she got me involved with the, the YES, the, the used to be youth hobby shop, now youth encouragement services, first at MacGyver Center and then at uh, the Wayne Reed Center. And so for, for the, for, during the whole school year, we've been, every Tuesday afternoon, we've been talking to a bunch of teenage girls and trying to teach them to make good choices about, you know, that will affect their future. And I think they used to call it purity class and her daughter Meredith says, mom, did they call it something else? Um, you know, that, that, nothing will make a girl sign up for class, like call it purity class. <laughs> but, you know, and we it's been- We actually did that here. Yeah, that- It's been- And I guarantee you, I guarantee it was so, you, you, some of the responses, uh, you know, and I think a lot of it, you know, they're trying to shock us, and they do a good job of it sometimes. <laughs> but um, what shock, I've had is, shock the church ladies. oh yeah, you know, we go with our eyes go pop, pop. But that's it's it's been a way. I you know, it's it's helped me to. Yeah, I taught high school for years, so I, I felt like that's a little animal I know well. And so it's been a way to to connect with them. But also by getting working with Barry, it's really it's you know it, it's opened up other doors for me. Uh, some other things, you know, that the arts and craft kind of thing, you think, what's that got to do with spirituality? I have met so many women from, you know, of different age groups, just move to a different table and hear their stories. I think that's one of the things that women do well. Uh, you know, men, you, you know, you may need a, a little round ball in order to get the conversational ball rolling too. But women are able to find ways to do things together and to get in each other's lives. So. You know, through some of those nights when we, we at, back in Hickory, we called it uh, Pinterest in person, and we would just bring, you know, find little, little projects we did and teach each other. Uh, I do know the, the mentor program is one that I've, I've kind of tried to be in at the ground level a little bit as Barry's tried to get that started. And I think what's really, it's just, it's a huge undertaking because there are, you know, there's so, I think there are so many women that want to be involved. Young, the younger women and the older women, and trying to figure out how to, how to make it. It's almost like speed dating or something. How do you put the right people together, and what are the expectations? You know, there are some of the local churches that actually have kind of a program where you it costs you to join, and you have little lessons. And I think we're trying to trying to move away from that. Uh, some other things that I found a, a lot of the little, the small things. There's there's a shower what almost every week here. One of the things that I figured out, because when I first came, I thought, well, I don't know that person. And I realized, how many people have showers here and, and very few people know them? I bet there'll be a big turnout tonight, today, for the shower, because most of the people, you know, the people know the family. Uh, I've tried to make a point to go to the showers where I have no idea who the new mom or the bride to be. You know, those are some little things. I try to put myself, quit acting like a, the new person and start taking, you know, the, the best way to feel like you're a part of something is to quit waiting on somebody to plug you in and start looking for ways to plug other people in, you know. It's that something needs to be done, will you do that with me? Uh, and, and that's something I think Mary does does very well. Uh, the other part that I think she's, and she mentioned that, that it, it's hard to delegate. Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard to let go of something when it gets really big. And yet, I think that's the most empowering thing we can do. And I think so, I've seen some of these younger, the younger women who've taken on some programs, and you know, they said we can do that. And uh, so sometimes, if, it's, if if there are things for the women here, if there are things you see that need to be done, if it's something you can't do or you can't do by yourself, find somebody and say, "Would you help me? I think this." Or, or who do you just? It's a way to get to meet people too and become. Uh, 
partners together. I haven't gotten any of the Titus two things yet because, uh, but I hear you know that's something I hear such wonderful things and and there are topics where you know because they're into you know it's it's a different kind of topic. It brings like there's I think the one there was one dealing with miscarriage and a lot of the a lot of women bonded over the you know the, the painful experience they you know, they've had and I think. Just watching for the ones that do, you know, watch, watching, for number one, for the things that, that deal with your needs, you know, that's a good way to find some ways to get involved, but also looking at ways that you can serve, or I, I think finding, finding some way to use what, you know, what wisdom we've gained through experience and share it a little bit. Uh, I've enjoyed, as, as much as I enjoy the, you know, the, the young, younger girls, the younger moms, I've also really enjoyed getting to know some of these older these older ladies in the like in the Bible class that have so much wisdom and kindness and encouragement. They're the ones that are also uh, emailing the teachers in the Romans class and saying, don't let anybody else talk, we want to hear you. Uh, they're, they're the ones who've been around long enough that they've got a little bit of a voice of authority. So, uh, you know, I've, I've found in a big church, yeah, if you can, we can make an excuse that it's, you know, it's so big, it's hard to get to know everybody. It's, but, but I think if we just look there, in a big church, the chances of finding somewhere we can we can fit in and some way we can serve, and some place we can find a friend, you know, the opportunities are just endless. You can't do everything, but you can do an awful lot if you if you make a priority. I know where Barb gets it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, the apple did not fall far from the tree. <laughs> do you all have any questions for her? Are there any women's ministries y'all have been involved in here? <coughs> Ladies Bible class? Or? I've gone to a prayer fight, and that was nice. <coughs> like, just like you said, I met older ladies. Some of them will remember me, and I sort of remember them, and vice versa, so that's nice. I don't go to the yeah. but I'm a, yeah, I make a little point, too, I'll tell say. Uh, to, to, to learn a few men, you know, you can't learn everybody's right. name, but learn a few when you see them again, especially, I mean, I've met everybody named Nancy, your name, you know, that's easy to remember because that's who I am. <coughs> just finding those, you know, just, just find two or three, because most, they say the reason we don't remember names when we're introduced is because we're listening to make sure whoever introduces us gets ours right, and I think there's a lot, there's a lot to just listening and making those, you know, as a school teacher, I learn all those weird mnemonic devices, so, you know. <laughs> I, I absolutely yeah. with, with really big uh, big <coughs> out of new ideas and it was suggested she just kind of needs to start over because in five years 
I mean, there are so many different people, people here, that they won't even know it's been done before, but right. she's done topics. Um, I actually did one, it's been four or five years ago on, <laughs> it was like a cooking class and it was a Thanksgiving meal. And it was only eight people. I couldn't have a bigger group. I don't have a food network kitchen, but um, but it was kind of like a cooking show. I had everything prepped and we talked through like timeline of getting your Thanksgiving dinner ready and the recipes were provided. It was really fun. And the fellowship And yeah, and there were, a, I mean, it was only eight, but it was people that really didn't know each other, ladies that really didn't know each other. And then Laura Burkhart and I did one on hospitality recently. And then, but she's done ones on, like you said, miscarriage, um, infertility, um, suffering. Um, you know, there's been various marriage topics. Um, so I think there was a flower decorating one or a flower arranging one. Um, so fun topics to more serious topics. Um, Another little interesting thing too that some of this, and I think some well, some of the young women started there's Otter Creek Women's Facebook yeah. group, and <coughs> I think it, and there's enough of a comfort there that people have really talked, you know, they've told about told their stories, and then out of that, I know I think Marilyn Switzer was the first she she put an announcement on such and such date. I'd like the first twelve people that sign up, I want you to come to my house for dinner. And then Barry did it, but she made a mistake and put it on her real Facebook page instead of the church one. And so her neighbors all signed up. So she had to do two, one for her neighbors and one. But I think there have been a, a lot of that, just the idea of having people, you know, getting comfortable having people into our home and mixing mixing up groups has been, you know, that's that's easy to do. And you know, once you commit yourself to, you know, yeah. to hospitality, you know, I have friends that come in. We have a little supper club, and my friends came in. When they came in, they said, "Now that we're here, it's not your party anymore. Relax, you know." And I think that's what you realize when you know when you, you know, have it when you have people over, whether it's couples or, or women. Uh, you may thread a little in the beginning, but it's always so worth it. I think in a church this size, we have to do stuff like this just to stay connected. A lot of these women's um, events are so relational. Um, you know, you're talking about what's the big deal about a craft night. It's to meet people. Mm -hmm. It's to find a connection that may benefit both of you later when you're experiencing the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's oh, all, yeah. it's, it's all our relational thing. So, looks like our men have joined us now. <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Nancy, for coming. Thank you for inviting me. All right. Uh, Tim, Mike, y'all want to come up? We're going to share it. I hope these chairs work good for you. We had some some laborers put those together for us. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll sit in this one that okay. obviously didn't do as well. So. Actually, the men's <laughs> ministry the men's put, these together, put so. these together. It was a chore. We had ordered, I ordered when we were doing all this new space, I ordered, I don't know, maybe 20 or so of these yeah. chairs. And I thought, no big deal, I'll put these together. And it was like a huge, it was like an hour to put one together. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to. <laughs> anyway, I recruited the guys to go Next, next sure. time you're ordering any kind of seating things, I've got somebody you yeah. need to talk to first. Uh, is that right? Wow, those upstairs, those chairs are horrible. That, my husband's in, in, in seating. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can tell before you buy it if it's going to be comfortable. Okay. All right. These are the finest tables made in the far, furthest parts of China. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. At the best price. That's right. right. And, and I think these chairs were made in Vietnam. <laughs> Memory service. Yeah, well, um, so we just heard from Nancy about the <coughs> ladies' ministry, and the reason we're having these conversations is because we've kind of been journeying through various 
uh, spiritual gifts over this semester. And so most recently we've talked about leadership and administration. And as we saw in the women's ministry, there's like a, you know, there's the big umbrella and there's all of these other events and ministries that happen underneath that. Uh, men's ministry is somewhat similar, although probably less, um, just less calendar, fewer calendar activities just because women get together more often. But um, Tim has graciously stepped into the leadership role uh, a couple years ago, I suppose, and Mike has very much been involved in that as well. And so, um, so we'd love to hear kind of that story. So maybe if, maybe if we start there, do you want to talk about uh, just how you got involved in this ministry, why you were willing to take on the leadership? Why do you, why do you think it's yeah, important? I'll jump in real quick. Um, we strive to be like the women's ministry. Yeah. <laughs> we're the smallest budget and the smallest group here, I can assure you. Um, so the 62nd, kind of going backwards, I was at uh, Brentwood Hills. Um, of course, we knew a lot of people over here. And we came over in 2010, um, I had a real passion for it, and uh, so Daryl Emerson was, uh, we're kind of going, the men's ministry at Otter Creek historically has not really been a, a big ministry. Always been a lot of men here, but just never had a big ministry. So uh, they'd uh, actually, let's see, uh, I guess Jeff Adcock was kind of, kind of running it at one point, and they wanted a shepherd not to be running that, because obviously it's, it's a full-time dedication. So Daryl graciously jumped in. and. I came over to my story. I was at uh, 2002, uh, great life, you know, two kids, third daughter just born, life was great, living in Brentwood, big house, having fun, everything was good, and going to church, and all of a sudden you realize uh, the truths of your marriage start coming out, and you're like, where do I go now? And I'll never forget, um, in that group with the men's ministry at, at uh, Brentwood Hills, had a good friend there that just one day just grabbed me and said, let's go have lunch. Okay, I didn't think two things about it. We get to lunch, he's like, yeah, what's wrong? You know, what's, something's bothering I can tell. And at that point, it's just like, you know, I mean, he walked that next six-month journey with me and through divorce and just the, the prayer and the late nights and all that kind of stuff. Somebody you know very well. Like that. Um, and that really just kind of put that together for me is it's so important. In case you didn't know, men are wired a little different than women, okay? That's news this class. Uh, we tend to, I think, absorb everything and soak in everything and bottle up everything and um, really, you know, we had a, a speaker last week, Tim Shaw for the Titans, who has ALS, a great story. So he was talking last week and it's almost, as he described that story, that almost, it's not that misery loves company, but we have so much experience and unfortunately, it's the bad stuff that you need to get through it. The good stuff, we all know about the good stuff in life, but it's the bad stuff. And the men's ministry really, to really, Daryl and I sat down and, and kind of talked about what, what do we want to be as a men's ministry, is to be a support wherever you are in your walk. First day Christian, long time Christian, divorce, single, wherever, and it's those, those key support times, I think is where the men's ministry really steps up for someone and says, you know, this, this guy doesn't seem, let's, let's go approach this person. And that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mike, where's your passion for men's ministry come from? Well, <clears throat> um, I, I love Tim's story. Um, I, I am one of uh, the people who is outgoing you know I'm I adopt orphans I say and that's just a part of who I am and I we we were exchanging an email this week about a man a man who feels like he does not fit into this group but has been here almost as long as we have and he came to me asking me questions about you know what what gives why is it this way and um, and it's those kinds of people who are on the fringes of our gathering, 
our family, and they don't really feel like they are a part of that family. And so bringing those people in from the edge into a better position, more, you know, more connected with people so that these things that Tim is talking about can be cared for. Um, so just bringing some of those people from the outside edges into the middle of, of, our, of our fellowship. Okay. Uh, kind of describe the ministry for us. What does it look like? What does it involve? Um, and then kind of elaborate on your role as uh, leaders and guiders and trailblazers for, for that ministry. I'd like to take it first. Um, you know, really, we, we set this, this program out. You know, obviously, the, the women's program is huge. We couldn't get past every Wednesday night. There's 100 ladies up here for Beth Moore, and there's five guys, which, you know, typically there's a little more travel maybe involved. Um, but we had a group, you know, a group was out running and a group was doing this, and we're like, wow, why can't we kind of get together? So our, our goal and aspiration was can we have one good retreat to get away? Um, I think as men, we typically are better than women at finding excuses. Um, on doing things um, and, and not, you know, stepping forward where ladies tend to, hey, we're all in, we're doing this, and you've got so many functions. So we want to really cut it down to a few times a year, maybe a couple of pancake breakfasts, uh, maybe do one retreat, um, and that kind of gets us at least in contact, so you know people. I mean, it's, it's hard to really get to intimately know people, but from those groups, small groups have spawned out. So we have some people on Friday mornings that go uh, have a little, either a Bible reading or a book reading or something like that. We've got all these little groups of people doing things, which is great. I mean, that's kind of the overall look. But most importantly, we want that ministry to be there, again, for those people that, the men that all of a sudden, like, I gotta talk to somebody, you know? They don't know where to go. I mean, maybe they don't feel comfortable going to Josh or Mike Runcie or, you know, maybe a friend, a personal friend, and so I think um, church family is so important for that. So we're, we're close, but we're not that intimate friend necessarily, so they can really, I think, sometimes feel more comfortable telling us everything where you may not tell your best friend everything. You just don't kind of want that baggage out there. Men don't like doing that for some reason. I don't know. But anyway, so that's that's the whole look of the ministry. We are, I know, uh, might get into the, obviously the um, the side on the, uh, the, the, the I guess classroom side. It's always been a challenge, and what we're doing to try to get that classroom. Uh, yeah, do I get excited when our first day over here, our first official men's class in the history, really we talked about. Yeah. We've had a men's only class. You know, ninety eight. No, it was one hundred and three. Yeah. The first day showed up, and yeah, it was a thrill, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, when I get six guys on a Wednesday night, it's great. You know what, because if we can, if there's one person that we touch, one person pulls something out of it, one person has a better week because we were there, that's a win in my book. I mean, but yeah, the classroom side, I know. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, to, to kind of elaborate, I mean, I guess kind of take the question a little bit different uh, direction, you know, um, Daryl Emerson had a very big impact on how our ministry kind of evolved in the last two or three years. And he, you know, don't discount your um, leadership or your contributions just because you uh, are a little less able to help than you were <coughs> in the past. And if those of y'all who don't know Daryl, Daryl passed a year and a half ago, was that right? Two years ago, something like that. Um, I think a second recurrence of cancer in his life, and um, they knew he was not going to make it. He was not getting treatments like he had in the past, and um, he he kept going and, and helping us to shape this ministry. 
to the end. And I'm telling you, we, we owe a debt to Daryl, right? We do. And uh, I really, really appreciate him as much now as I did when he was with us. Yeah, yeah and if you knew Daryl, even when he was healthy, he was not like a, a, an alpha male type leader. He's not an eight on the Enneagram, if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. uh, just very soft, tender heart, servant, would do anything for anybody at any Very time. steady, very yeah, steady man, and, um, and was, was a nurturer. He was a lifelong school teacher. Right, right. Which again, different from the typical male. Right, right. That's what it is also, with, we're talking about getting plugged in as far as service here. It's, it's a passion, it's like me. I, I'm not overly gifted or anything, I mean, I, you know, basic job and everybody else will have our things we do, but really it's about your passion. And uh, that's where Daryl had so much passion, where literally there was was literally, not like Jeff Adcock obviously, because Jeff's a great guy and loves to help out, but he was kind of like handed, which really wasn't even a men's ministry thing back in what, 2010. Daryl really came in and kind of built the whole ministry. I mean, himself. Again, not through, come on guys, take charge the hill, but there yeah. was quiet, passionate, here's what I'm gonna do, and just having, building a group a little bigger, a little bigger, yeah. and that's kind of how it worked. But I mean, this is just a huge church body now. It was big even then. I mean, not obviously as big as it is now, but there were people in need there. We had men in need there, and, and, and Daryl saw that yeah. and really wanted to get that going, so. Absolutely. Well, talk a little bit about, you kind of brought up, you know, your, your job thing. Talk about, um, you don't have to give us the details of day-to-day -day work necessarily, but what kind of gifts do you use in your professional vocation that might kind of be an asset as you lead this role. Um, I'd like to hear from both of you on that. What what gift set do you just have naturally that might benefit you in your career as well as leading this kind of ministry? You got more than me. You got <laughs> I got smaller stuff. <laughs> Tim and I have a lot in common in our work life um, because we've both been in sales for most of our careers, and generally with companies that have large reach so we're generally out here by ourselves here managing our own district and trying to get things done and so for me it is that um, influence with people with whom you don't have regular contact perhaps and people with whom you have at best kind of an indirect window into their life and how they work but yet you've still got to nurture some kind of relationship so that you can be uh, you can have common footing and you can have a relationship where they are going to commit to you and you are going to commit to them and so having that as a part of my daily business walk it, it, it really helps here uh, to do the same um, and then vice versa. You know, I learn things about people here that I can apply in my work. I can tell uh, Tom Bateman, I said, yeah, we, we do a lot of marketing, finance, and salespeople, and the finance, the $2,000 budget, we can keep up with that pretty easy. And we end up getting about 1000 back every year. So right, right. That's pretty easy. But uh, the marketing side, yeah, we're, I think we're maybe tend to be more uh, a, uh, a dominant. But it's having that group of people that, you know, especially like this in a, a church body, when we're doing something, getting those key four or five people, we've got to be able to pick those people out and really know who's going to be there and kind of really just lead through that. Because we can't do it on our own. And we get our, there's no way. We've got small little subcommittees. So we need certain things, whether it's communication or you know, this, this whole service project. 
you know, we can kind of communicate out, okay, you know, we took last semester with all the changes and said, let's, let's do a service. I mean, we, you know, Wednesday night classes, we're kind of taking a break. Uh, we just had Scott McDowell come off a great uh, series with him. It was, it was perfect timing with the church needing people. So we showed up every Wednesday night, you know, sometimes three, sometimes nine, ten, painting, uh, chairs, tables. And we just felt like that was kind of what our calling was at that point, and it made sense for the ministry. So it's just being able to get your hands on those, those few people. Uh, but the most important thing is you can't get frustrated. You know, uh, you know, you get a handful of people that can get work done and get plugged in. So you know, when you're asked to serve, I always say the one thing I always ask is, don't do it because you if you don't want to do it. You know, we want people that there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with showing up for Sunday, going to church, and and, and going home. You know, but if you want to get plugged in here, I think it's so important. These smaller ministries are so many great ministries, and then once we have this building paid off, you know, we've got such a great opportunity coming. And we need people that want to do just little things. You know, it's made in the streets. You know, work in the booth at a fundraiser, or maybe you know, I'm very involved in men's ministry, involved with the um, consignment sale. You know, we still got two arms and two legs. Come help us. Yeah, right. Those little things that just do so much. Um, it's not one big thing you have to do. You know, just the little things I think. But just give them from the heart. Right. You know, right. Do your follow your passion. Uh, you guys have both talked about <clears throat> the win being just connecting people. So whether that happens in a group of five or a group of 100, um, is there a story or somebody that you have seen over the past months that's really gotten drawn in and really made those kinds of relational connections? Maybe they're in a Thursday morning breakfast group or uh, whatever. But have you, have you seen somebody that has really benefited from, from this effort? Well, uh, I've got two in my mind here. Um, so Tom uh, came to us as uh, he was the pulpit minister at the Hermitage Church, so he's a little of an easy example, but you know, very quickly he's been folded in and he may be leading our class next, next semester. So um, it, it, was a, it was a fortuitous thing that, that we were forming this class at the time that Tom came to us. So I do appreciate his, uh, his willingness to serve in and that, in that um, another one um, is, uh, I'm not going to use his name, but he's a single father here and, and he has many reasons not to have strong relationships here just from his background, it's different than everybody else's, but he now has sought us out twice to get advice on how he can be better, how he can be a better father, how he can be uh, more involved in things here. And that would not have happened had we not been together every Sunday uh, for the last uh, six or eight, uh, you know. It, it just, repetition breeds familiarity, and familiarity starts to bring that seed of, of trust, right? And so, so he trusts us to give him advice now and he would probably not he's a very introverted person he probably would not have reached out had we not been around each other just around each other just like Tim said I mean even if it's just something very low-key being with each other does help breed that trust that can help people to grow alongside each other right you know, I had, I had somebody recently, um, just because of my story, kind of knew, knew me, and I, I'd heard this person just got, got a divorce, and I was kind of a little shocked to hear it. And uh, just went and said something on a Wednesday night, you know, bumped into him, and 
said, like, let's, you know, grab coffee. He just said, you know, I've been, I've been you know, I know all you're doing, the women's ministry, I, I want to get more plugged in, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. We went, we ended up having a two-hour, you know, coffee break one morning early, seven o'clock on Friday, and just going through and just, you know, I could just, sharing that story and hearing, you know, my story and just, just, you know, that feeling of, you know, someone's, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that's been through this. You know, it's easy to, you know, hear about other people, but when you really know, kind of know somebody, you know, a good, a good Christian family. It's different than hearing it, you know, reading out the newspaper, but you really kind of can connect with somebody. And, uh, you know, we got to get together actually next week as a little follow-up and just kind of see what he's doing. But you know, I think that really he was in kind of a bad place just after going through that. Um, it's tough. So, again, a lot of times, unfortunately, the times we need people, as you know, is kind of the times when we're, we're in need. Sure. But uh, that's when we, that's when we want to be there. You know, we're not, we're not, we don't pride ourselves on being the ones that are, you know, here all the time on the good days. You know, if we can just... If we can just solve a bad day, we're good. That's yeah. what we like to do. Well, those kinds of relational connections only happen if if you're in a context where they can happen. Uh, and so if, if without the men's ministry, without getting people together in those groups, you don't build those kind of relationships, you don't run into people on a Wednesday night if you're not here. <laughs> on a, you know. So, you know, just like Nancy was saying earlier, which, by the way, I need to get you to come yes. to every one of the new members' class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can't, uh, so what, what did you say? You, you, the way you get plugged in is to stop acting like you're one of the new people. And just, when you see something that needs done, to say, hey, we, we need to get this done. You, y'all want to come with me? Let's, get, let's go get this done. Yep. And just to jump in. And as you're doing that, then you have opportunity for deep conversation, relational uh, commitments and encouragement, those kinds of things. So. Yeah. And, and to, to underscore that point, one of the failings of our men's ministry early on is a good friend of mine who does not go to felt like he was sitting on the sidelines waiting for somebody to ask him to be involved. And he, when he wanted to get involved, there wasn't really a super opportunity for him. And so he just said, all right, they don't need me. I'm going. I'm leaving. And uh, that's it's unfortunate. That, yeah, it happens. You know, in a church of our size, it's going to happen more sure. than we want. Sure. But, but yeah, we, you know, there's, there's, there's a backside to that coin of of, uh, of creating relationships, you know, sometimes you're not there when they need you. Sure. Yeah. If you haven't heard, Eric likes life groups. I'm sure you haven't yeah, heard that yet. So um, if you're not, that gets, I think that's great to get your, your family plugged in. But I do think it's so important, like I said, which we don't have the, we haven't cracked the DNA code for the women's group yet. But, um, you know, to get that many people together, I think these little subgroups, though, are, are, are like I said, they're still so important. And, Obviously, you got men, you have women. We do tend to, I think, um, our older men typically, you know, Patrick Chappelle's got such a great, that, you know, up to married men, basically, men and women, obviously, but from the men's side. So we really kind of kick in and around people that are maybe married, whatever, 25, 27 year old, whatever. Plenty of singles, though. I mean, we have, it's not just married or single, but I think Patrick really caters to that, that view so well at after college group. So that's kind of where we as a ministry, I think, tend to Any question? Yeah, I was just going to ask, um, so an entry point would be a Wednesday class, or an entry point is another activity coming up. What's what's the coming up entry points if somebody wants to come? Yeah, so, so we're, we just surveyed our men's class, and we've got some great data on that. So what, what we're planning for the next 12 to 14 months is um, we should be having some kind of uh, uh, casual meeting here in the next month or two. Um, we're thinking of a dinner one night or maybe a Saturday morning breakfast where we may have uh, uh, somebody 
give a devotional or a talk. I've got somebody in mind right now that I'd love to bring, but um, we're, we're the overwhelming um, majority wanted to do uh, also a one-day retreat, so we will do one of those likely in the fall. And, um, and they wanted to continue the class somewhat as we have it on Sunday mornings. We're gonna take a break during the summer and then re regroup in the fall. Um, the, the class that we've been doing now has been very much a uh, confessional class or a, you know, here's my testimonial. Uh, last, last week we had Tim Shaw, uh, as he mentioned, from the Titans uh, who has Lou Gehrig's disease. And, and he told his story about how he works now with that. And we've had, other, we've had other very, very strong testimonials. People have shared things that I would never have known about them. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out if I want to tell my story. Let me tell Josh stories. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. We swore to Josh. I, you know what? My story is so boring. That's the thing. It's really boring. And so, so Deanna knows a little bit about my story since she and I knew each other when we were in school. But um, yeah, it's super boring. But some other people's don't aren't right, and so they're willing to share, and that's and that's the part of, of, of how we're growing that that ministry. Um, so those three touch points, and then I'm missing a fourth. Oh, we, we there was a, there was some uh, there was some um, uh, desire uh, on the part of the men to to take part in some kind of mission or some kind of mission with the uh, or a fun event with a purpose. So we're trying to find, we're trying to determine what that might look like. Um, Short term, yeah. breakfast for sure. Right. Wait a minute, it's our stomach, right? I mean, that's the way to get to yeah. it. So, <clears throat> the pancake breakfast, are, it's great to get casual uh, setting to get to know people. Um, just again, outside of just, you know, a nod in the hallway, but at least maybe no name, you know, name to face type thing. Um, absolutely, that's kind of, that's the first steps. And then the Sunday morning class has been a real blessing. You know, we were real hesitant. Because you know, obviously, you know, I'm, well, my wife's teaching so much, so it kind of makes I'm kind of can go to where I want to go necessarily. I help her some, but a lot of people don't. I mean, they want to go to class with their spouses, and we totally understand that. And that's obviously going back to, to Eric's role and kind of our classroom. What are we doing? It's just great that because women had a class on their own, and we were able to have ours. That if that's okay to kind of let's split up on Sundays, I think it's been a huge blessing. I think it's great for the ladies as well too. I mean, it's a lot of times it's nice to have your own class and. Talk about things you maybe don't want to talk about in mixed settings or whatever. And, and my wife has said it's been great because I, I get to know these ladies who I would typically never get to meet. Yeah. So and the men's class is no different. It's like wow, I didn't know you were here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I hope you know two different ways to look at this whole conversation is one of, of how to get involved in the to the ladies' ministry or the men's ministry mm -hmm. um, for the purpose of getting to know your church family better. And then kind of the, the flip side of that is to think about all these different events that take leadership and administration and organization. And so um, there are ways to employ those gifts if you have those gifts uh, as well. And so um, it takes a lot of people to build a village. And that's right. what I always say. It's, if you can get five people over two, it just always makes someone's job so much easier. But again, it, it's, it's short term. Don't think it's a long term commitment like, oh, I'm afraid if I get plugged in, I'm going to hold me on forever. Well, we'll try, but I mean, you know, <laughs> typically just if it's one event at a time, hey, maybe come help cook the pancake breakfast, help clean up, something that simple, you know, and again, meeting people, just a little service there, and I think that'll just build and build. You kind of get that, get that bug, 
And it's so funny that some people think that what they do means so little. And I mean, Matt West, who if y'all don't know him here, you, you should get to know him. Matt, Matt knows people, man. He brought Tim over here, Tim Shaw, and he was like, yeah, that's no big deal. And we're like, this is a huge deal, right? He's well connected. Right, and so, you know, sometimes don't discount those, those blessings that you have because other people may not have them and may really value them more than you think they should because you have somehow thought, well, this is just little old me. Well, believe me, to a lot of people, you're not just little old me. You're, you're a doer and a mover, right? Yeah. Well, thanks to all of you, all three of you, for stepping out of your normal classes to be with us this week. This was a blessing. We appreciate hearing from you, hearing the work you're doing. Glad to do it. Thanks. Yes. Now we're going to sleep back down here the rest of our class. Will pass. Right. All <laughs> right. We got a good class this week. So. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank we'll you. We'll see you uh, next week. We'll look at a couple other gifts.